Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. You should have prayer. You should have the study of God's word, which is what we're doing. And then you should have worship, which is giving God praise. You should have those three things always happening in a church service. And when those three things happen, Man, we're giving God more glory. We're aligned more with his kingdom and not Satan's kingdom. And just amazing and incredible things are happening in our lives. And we don't have to get caught up into the spiritual warfare as much. And we begin to claim more and more and more victory. Welcome to Hope of the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. In this series, Pastor Philip will be teaching us that the world we live in is not a playground, but it is a battleground. That battle does not take place against forces we can see, but with forces that are unseen. As we become more in tune with this battle, we will understand how spiritual warfare impacts our soul, family, church, and culture. Most importantly, we will learn how to claim the victory that God has already won for us in Jesus. Please enjoy the message. If you believe in Jesus, And what you have to understand, if you don't believe in Jesus, is this, is that we have what theologians would say is a adamic nature, which means that we have a sinful nature. But there's also a part of this, if you really want to peel back the layers, that that adamic nature, it started with a satanic nature. Like so many of the issues that we have began with Satan. And then Satan tempted Adam and Eve, and they ate of the fruit, and then all of that has come to us from there. But it all began with Satan, and he's much worse than any of us. Like, now we have a great tempter. He didn't have anybody tempting him. He didn't have anybody giving him bad ideas. He just came up with it on his own. It's awful. It's terrible. But he wanted to be like God, and we have that same temptation. The temptation is this, is again, to want to be like God. Now, I know you aren't saying that. 99.9% of people have enough sense to say, I am not. They know, they know better than to say, I am God. We know that we are not God, but here's the thing. When we function in an environment in which we resist authority, and we're fighting against authority, and we know what's best, and we want to be the one that's lifted up, we want to be the one that's elevated, that's whenever we're starting to tap more into Satan's kingdom than, our, than God's kingdom. And that's what Satan did. It's like whenever you're in an environment, you're in a workplace environment, and you don't like your boss, you don't like your supervisor, and you can't stand them, and they're not smart, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can go on down the line. And you try to force them out of their position because you can do such a better job, or I can do such a better job. We're not functioning the way that God wants us to function. Now, there may be authority put in place that can remove that person. And obviously, I'm not talking about if somebody's being immoral or illegal or they're doing things that are illegal. That's totally different. But in that moment, whenever you can submit yourself and I can submit myself to authority figures, even though we may not like them or agree with them, there is is godliness in that. Now you may say, Phil, I don't have any of this satanic nature stuff that you're talking about in me. You're crazy. You don't know what you're saying. I'm telling you, there's a part of you and there's a part of me that wants to be lifted up high. And I'm going to tell you exactly how you know it. Who, whenever you look at, whenever you have a family photo taken, who is the first person you look at? You look at you, right? Because you want to look good. I want to look good. 
All right, I was even doing this with my wife. We don't get too many family photos, but not long ago, I was sitting there with my wife and we had had a photo that we were able to take. And, and I said, I don't think that's a good picture. And the reason I didn't think it was a good picture for our family is because it wasn't a good picture for me. And the reason it wasn't good for we is it wasn't good for me because my hand was doing something like this and it just wasn't a good photo. And she said, this is a great photo. And she thought it was a great photo, not because of her, but the kids were all looking at the camera, they were smiling. You could actually see their teeth, which is an incredible accomplishment for any family, especially with four kids. So they all look at the camera, and I'm saying, that's not, a good cam- that's not a good photo, but the reason I said that is because I want to I look good. I want to be lifted up. And that's, again, a little piece of that nature, that residual effect that's still with us today. And so for Satan, that's what he was, that was his deal. That's what it was that he was struggling, struggling with there. And our response to all of this is simple, that if you want to be in a place where you don't think you're God, and you aren't always trying to take control, and you're going to battle this temptation the right way, it's simply this. It's a daily dependence declaration. One of the things that Satan struggled with the most was the fact that he was dependent. He was the created. You are created. I am created. We are all dependent on God. No matter what it is that we say, no matter what it is that we think, no matter how much we have accomplished, we're all dependent on God. And when we can do what Jesus told us to do in Matthew chapter 6, simply Start every day just with this simple prayer. It's when you all have heard it before. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, not mine, yours. Your will be done, not mine, yours. On earth as it is in heaven, give us today. Here it is. Give us today our daily bread. It's just an acknowledgement that we get through it by simply declaring my, our dependence, our dependence on God. It's that simple. And Satan wouldn't do it. And it led to his downfall. Here's another aspect of all this that led to his downfall. Now we're going we're gonna to finish in Isaiah 14, verse 11, and then we're going to jump over to Ezekiel 28. This is what it says in Isaiah 14, again, verse 11. It says, All your pomp has been brought down to the grave along with the noise of your harps. Now we're going to put a little pen in it right there. Harps is in reference to stringed instruments that were within Satan. All right, now we're going to go to Ezekiel 28. But before we do that, we got to understand here at Ezekiel 28, we're going to learn about a guy named the king of Tyre. Often in the Bible, there is a spirit that is behind certain people that is leading and guiding them. Some would even say there's a spirit possessing some of them. And that is absolutely the case, going to be the case with the king of Tyre. We find another example of this in Matthew chapter 16 where Jesus is saying, I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to die for all your sins. And then Peter steps up and says, no, Jesus, you're not going to die. I'm not going to let that happen. Nobody's going to take you down. Nobody's going to take my Lord from me. And what did Jesus say? He said, get behind me, Satan. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m., We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. 
Because it's here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. And that's a... As a little caveat to our message today, that is a really important reason why we should be very cautious about dismissing things that people say God has put on their heart. Because just, that's what we do. Somebody will say, man, I just feel like God wants me to talk to this person. God wants me to serve in this way. He wants me to give back in this way. He wants me to go on this mission trip. And then we're talking to a friend of ours or somebody else, and we're saying, I don't know how I'm going to work this out. I just don't have any margin like any of us have any margin. I mean, come on now. Nobody has any margin around here. And, we're, and we'll say these different, we'll have this kind of a conversation and we'll say this is what we feel like God wants us to do, but then we, some, we'll, somebody else will hear that and they'll say, well, maybe God doesn't want you to do that. But how do you know? And I've just learned, I've learned through enough of those conversations not to dismiss what it is they feel like, somebody feels like God wants them, somebody, something that somebody feels like God wants them to do. I've learned not to dismiss that and I've learned to say, you know what? Maybe God does want you to do that. So how can I help you? And then how can we figure this out? And then, man, good stuff happens. God's stuff happens. And then we know we're aligned with more with God's kingdom. And so there's this spirit that, is going to be, that we're going to read about that's behind the king of Tyre. We're going to pick up again in verse 11 there. The word of the Lord came to me, being Ezekiel, son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the seal of perfection. So this is past tense, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. I mean, this king of Tyre guy has really got it going on. Or maybe he's talking about somebody else. You were in Eden, he said. Now, we know that there were only four people in Eden. There was God, there was Adam, there was Eve, and there was Satan. So it's got to be one of those people that were in Eden, not the king of Tyre. So this is the spirit of the king, the spirit that is behind the king of Tyre that's being spoken to. The garden of God, every precious stone adorned to you. And then you can read about these stones later. For those of you that are in that, we'll jump ahead. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. Now, it sounds like they're talking about brackets, but they're actually talking about what's inside of Satan. The settings is in reference to a percussion instrument. The mountings, if you dig into the Hebrews, in reference to a wind instrument, and we'll get to that in a moment, were made of gold on the day you were created. They were prepared, and so God created Satan with these instruments inside of him. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, which is just another way to say angel. For so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked along among the fiery stones. What he's saying here is, is that, Satan, you had everything available to you but my throne. Adam and Eve, you had everything available to you but the tree of the, of, that had the fruit of good and evil. You had everything available to you except that other woman or that other man. 
You had everything available to you, more than enough money to get you by. Why did you have to steal that? Why did you have to take? Do you see what I'm saying? God gives us parameters in his kingdom that are there for our benefit. And he says, you had everything available to you. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Again, getting back to the heart. The sin that's in you will come out of you. But if the sin ain't in you, it won't come out of you. It was in you, and so it came out of you. So through your widespread trade, and we'll come back to that word here in a moment, trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned, so I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God. I expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. And so I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. So who was Lucifer in heaven, this guardian, this ruler? Well, we read in Isaiah 14, 11 that he, had, that he had stringed instruments in him. He had harps. And then we just read there that he had settings, which were percussion instruments. And then we just read that he had mountings, mountings which were the wind instruments. And he had all of that inside of him. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Lucifer was the worship leader in heaven. And he would lead the other angels in worship of God. That's what he did. He had sounds coming forth from him that were incredible, unbelievable, beyond our wildest imaginations. He helped to create all of that to give God glory. But he ended up wanting the glory for himself. And it is, is it any wonder that so much of the conflict that you experience in church isn't around immorality? It's not around illegal issues. It's around worship. It's not, lighting not liking certain lights or not liking certain songs or not liking the way that it's done. And it's been changing again and again and again and again through the years. That stuff creates so much conflict in church and it's really just our preferences. I mean, if you go back 30 or 40 years, People thought that if you brought a guitar into a church, you were saying that Jesus wasn't the Son of God. I mean, that, that's where we've progressed, and then you progress even back further than that. The fact that they used organs and piano in church was thought to be sacrilegious by some people in some denominations. And then you go back before that, and it's the hymnals, and it's what songs were chosen to be in the hymnals. There has always been an incredible amount of conflict and division around worship. And as long as Jesus is being lifted up high, that's all, that is really all that matters. But don't forget that he is the one behind all of this. Now, the word trade there, this is where Satan really started getting himself in, in, into trouble. The original language there speaks, speaks to merchandising. He was merchandising the glory of God. What do I mean by that? This is what I mean by that. If you are an employee, you're kind of the middleman in a company. You've got the customer, you as the employee, the middleman, and then you have the owner. And then the owner pays you. A salary pays you or she pays you some kind of an hourly wage. Let's say you're part of a t-shirt company. So you have a t-shirt that the customer wants. The t-shirt costs $30. Customer gives you $30. You give the owner then $30. And then the owner pays you whatever that's been agreed upon. That's the way that's supposed to go. But merchandising is essentially stealing because what happens is, is the customer gets the t-shirt, you get the $30, you take 10 and put it in your pocket, 
and then you give the owner 20, and then the owner still pays you your salary, your hourly wage. And that's what Satan was doing in heaven. He's like, all right, angels, I'm going to lead you in worship. You give God glory. Then there's me, Lucifer, worship leader. And then from there, there's God who gets the glory. So they're singing. They're singing God. 100% of the worship is going, the glory is going to God. Satan gets 100% of the glory, but he's the passer through. So he gives God all of that glory. And then God gives him some honor and some appreciation, no doubt. I think that that's a real thing in the Bible. But here's what Satan did, and this is why he went wrong. 100% of the glory comes to him. He's thinking, I'm pretty, I'm smart. I'm going to keep a little of that. 25% of the glory goes into his pocket, and he gives 75% to God. Still gets his honor. He's still hanging in there. And then he's thinking, you know what? I, that was a really good song I sang today. That was pretty good. We, God got a lot of glory. I'm going to keep 50% of that glory today. Give him the other 50%. Then it was 25, and then the next thing you know, you know what? I think I can be God. I think I should be the ruler. And then with that, everything fell apart. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, we wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. Whenever the Bible says that he was really good at trade, and that's what led to violence in his fall, it's him stealing God's glory. Now, in angelic leadership terms, there were three rulers. There was Gabriel, who was the ruler of the word. There was Michael, who was the ruler of, who was the fighter, he was the warrior. And then there was Lucifer, who was the worship leader, the worship ruler. And so when it comes to the word, whenever you have Gabriel, Gabriel went to Mary and said, you'll be pregnant with child. In Daniel 10, we read that Daniel prayed. Okay, so there should be prayer that was going on in the scriptures. That, that's a very important thing, that there's prayer. And, and what happens is when we pray, that activates God's angels on our behalf. And so we read in Daniel 10 that there were angels coming to help Daniel because he was praying, but they couldn't get through because of the battle that was going on. And Michael had to come through and break through so that way those angels could get to Daniel to help him. And then there was Lucifer who was supposed to lead worship. 
And that's really when you come together in church, or really in church in general, you should have prayer, which is going to be our response to this temptation to steal God's glory. You should have prayer. You should have the study of God's word, which is what we're doing. And then you should have worship, which is giving God praise. You should have those three things always happening in a church service. And when those three things happen, man, we're giving God more glory. We're aligned more with his kingdom and not Satan's kingdom. And just amazing and incredible things are happening in our lives. And we don't have to get caught up into the spiritual warfare as much. And we begin to claim more and more and more victory. And so where are you at? with the Lord. What temptation are you struggling with? For us, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're, you're in a battle, and one day God is going to call on your name, and you're either going to be aligned with him or you aren't. And if you aren't, it doesn't go too well for you, that you're thrown, that there is, you're thrown into a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so we are called to surrender ourselves to the Lord. We are called to align ourselves with his, with, with, with his kingdom. And when we do that, he clears out everything for us because the victory is his. In the 1972 Olympics, there was, again, a terrorist event that took place in which 103 Israelis were taken hostage in the airport. And, and in this particular, they were, they were, 103 terrorists were taken hostage by seven guerrillas. And so eventually, the Israeli commando army is able to break into this place where these athletes are being held hostage. And they shout out in Hebrew to get down. And that's the key, because the guerrillas didn't know how to speak Hebrew. So they shout for them to get down, and they didn't know who was, he they didn't know who was Israeli and who wasn't. They shouted it out. So all the Israeli athletes dropped to the ground except for two. They didn't heed the call, and they were just mowed down with the gorillas because they were just taken down within a matter of a few minutes. And then inexplicably, one of the Israelis stood back up, and he was shot as well. And what was the difference? One knew and was able to interpret what was being said to them, and then one wasn't. And here's why this is so important. In John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said this, that my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. If you have not given your life over to Christ, you need to do that. And you, we, we're going to give you an opportunity in a few moments to do that yourself. But if you have given your life to Christ, the devil wants to neutralize you. He wants you to be indifferent. And the way that you are not indifferent, the way that you are not neutralized, the way that you become dangerous is by prayer, studying his word, worshiping. It's by saying he is God and I am not, and I'm gonna surrender myself completely and wholly over to him. And then whatever it is that he's calling you to do and wants you to do, you'll know because his sheep always know his voice. And so we're gonna give you here in a moment an opportunity to respond. And we're gonna keep doing this for the next several weeks, months really into the future, just give you this opportunity to do two things. To receive prayer, because some of you are dealing with some heavy stuff. You're struggling emotionally with some things. And that's inside of you and the devil is gonna exploit that in you. 
unless you get prayer. Get people fighting for you in prayer. Get those angels on God's side fighting for you. But if you need to surrender yourself, you need to bow down and hear his voice and give your life over to him, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that as well. And we'll have leaders in our church off to the side walls. And in the course of this next song, if you want to respond and give your life to Christ, we want to give you a chance to do that. If you want to respond just to receive prayer, we want to do that for We want to give you that opportunity as well. And we're going to have men and we're going to have women over to the side, and they would love to come alongside you and either talk with you about that decision to have faith in Christ or to pray with you about whatever it is, whatever it is that you may be dealing with. Let's pray ourselves. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for all that you've given us in Christ, especially the victory that we have in him. Dear God, help us, help us, Lord, to experience more of that victory. Father, may whatever is inside of us that is not of you be cast aside. And Lord, all the things that are of you, may they take hold. And dear God, we come to you now and we pray that you would fight our battles for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Holland, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.